the college experience Monday night madness, college basketball and FCS college football talk on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right. $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll also get a free t-shirt as well. Head over to sports gambling slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sports gambling slash win. That's W Y N N. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insight analysis and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page. So you don't miss any of our picks sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV that sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to bet and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. That's right. No vig betting. That's legal in 40 States. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. ACE is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball college experience, daily locker room talk. How the hell are you out there world? I hope I'm doing this shit, right? It's a pretty cool app. And uh, yeah, I hope I'm uh, what up, Greg K. How you doing, man? Uh, we got a great slate of games today. I know it's a Monday MLK day. So not the biggest uh, slate of games here. But I like I, I think there's great opportunity in, in, in a good number of these games to, to make some money. So although currently I'm on St. John's plus eight and they are actually down by eight, so gonna have to sweat this one out perhaps. But uh, yeah, feel free to fire away and ask me about any games and talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about college basketball wise on this brand new edition of the college experience locker room style. Um, I can tell you from the start, there's value in, 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 I like the Citadel catching 13 and a half. I think I saw that number drop to 13. Um, I think the Citadel is kind of one of these teams that is flying under the radar. I know that sounds crazy to say the Citadel, but, um, you, you look at this team and they've been first off, they're sitting at eight and two in the Southern and, and even in their two losses, I think they fared decently well. Now they have had injury problems throughout the year, but uh, uh, I feel like that's a big number for a UNC Greensboro team. That's kind of not been the same. I mean, do I think UNC Greensboro is still a decent team? Yes. Could they end up in March? Sure. But they haven't really looked the part of being what they've been in years past. So I think uh, the play here is to take the Citadel Bulldogs. They got a couple players that I think 
especially the guard play of the Citadel has been very impressive with Caden Rice getting about 20 points a game, Fletcher Abbey, and Tyler Moff. Uh Also, they have a guy named Hayden Brown uh, at the forward spot getting about 22 points and 10 boards. So uh, I, I think uh, for sure they cover this. UNC Greensboro, you know, I understand it's a rich history. They've been a solid mid-major, um, but they're not as good as they traditionally have been. They're going to rely on their guard, Isaiah Miller, a lot. I think the play is to take the Citadel all day in the points here. So uh, that is a Dundee special. What'd you say there, Greg? Can tell football just about over? What, what, hold on. What up, L. Williams in the place to be? Sadly, my first NBA parlay of the year. Well, that's on you, buddy. <laughs> uh, look, there's. There, I, I'm going to give you a good parlay to do right now college basketball all right i want you to take the citadel i want you to take wyoming and this is so the mountain west is doing this back-to-back stretch a little bit differently than a lot of the other mid-majors uh one of the hardest let me just paint that picture for the audience here one of the hardest things uh in this college basketball season has been this 24-hour back-to-back stretch because of covid it's been hard to handicap. I think for Vegas, I think it's hard, been hard to handicap for us. Um, well, the mountain West is doing this thing where you play once you get a day off and then you play again, same team, same matchup And Wyoming is a team that, uh, kind of been overachieving this year. They're seven and five. Now, the only issue with that is, uh, they, they have been cold lately. They've dropped four in a row but they just lost to Air Force by three. I expect them to fix those problems because Air Force not very good. Um, and then if you look at Wyoming's other losses, uh, both to Boise State, Boise State's a really good team, uh, and then Texas Southern in a game where Texas Southern came back by about 20 points, and then the Fresno State game, which was that back-to-back stretch. They won one, lost one. I expect them to rebound. Um, I'm actually, I, you know what, I'm, I, I'm actually going to lock that thing up. Uh, I'm going to go over the spreadsheet and correct that thing. But parlay the Citadel with Wyoming. And then I'm going to give you a third here in a second. Um, Patty C is locking up VMI, Virginia Military Institute, at the East Tennessee State Buccaneers, catching seven and a half points. I think it's a solid play, but uh, uh, just food for thought. Uh, you know, he's been, VMI has been money for him. So. He might have something going there. Um, we got the ACC game of the night today. It's probably the best game. That or Kansas-Baylor. Florida State at Louisville. Louisville's a two-point favorite. I'm on Florida State. Patty C's locking up Florida State. NC Nick is on Florida State. I like that play. Um, but I think the real play here is uh, UNLV minus 12 against New Mexico. I don't know. Obviously, if you could have bet the St. John's one that I locked up, that would be my my third favorite. But if I had to pick a fourth favorite game, it would either be VMI or UNLV. Um, I'll leave that up to you because I kind of feel like VMI might be the play, but I also feel like New Mexico has been so bad this year. They haven't been playing at home. The state has not let them play at home. So even when they're at home, they're not at home. They're uh, catching 12 at UNLV, but UNLV fresh off an ass-kicking with them. And I'm just going to side with the fact that New Mexico is kind of a mess right now. Um, so I think your angle is either play VMI 
or UNLV for that third leg of that parlay. So anyone that uh, wants to uh, fire away anything, uh, yo, hit that speaker button. You can talk to me. You can fucking fire away whatever you want to talk about. We can talk about games all over the landscape of college basketball. Uh, I read today that the first it's the first time since, uh, what, I think, I think the 1960s that Kentucky, Duke, and North Carolina are not in the top 25. Pretty fantastic for the sport. I got to ask, though, is my list available right now? <laughs> if you heard me on the other one, okay. We're talking with L. Williams here, I believe. What's up, L? What up, Pick Dundee? Hey, I just got a quick question. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on the Baylor game tonight? I'm taking Kansas in the points, um, but I, I, I mean, I think ba- first off, thank you for the question. Uh, ba- I, I think Baylor has just been unbelievable. I understand it's a back-to-back stretch here, but I also think this Kansas team is a little bit different here uh, than the traditional Kansas team, and I actually think Baylor might might find the, they might find them struggling more because Kansas normally has these elite bigs. They've been spreading the ball out a lot. And I also think Kansas is in a tough spot where they need this win. So catching, uh, I believe nine, I would that, that I think that line moved down to what eight and a half last I yeah. saw about an hour ago. I think your yeah. play is to take Kansas here. All right, appreciate it, bro. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in, man. But my my logic really behind that game is that uh, for for the past few years, you know, Kansas has really fed their bigs and. I, this is a spread it out team. Baylor's not essentially, they're not used to facing this type of a Kansas team. So I think that might work in Kansas's favor. Uh, another thing is Baylor just coming off a huge win against Texas tech. So there's that letdown angle and uh, Kansas played them well last year. So I, I think uh, you take the points here. I almost locked this thing up, but I will say Baylor's such a dangerous team. When you look at, you know, getting, getting some of those uh, transfers in here, uh, they just, they're just a team that could on any given night win by 20 or 30. But, uh, I, I think the play is to take the Jayhawks here. I appreciate you tuning in now. Best of, best of luck on that. If you bet that, um, any other questions, college basketball related, I'll, I'll go through some of the other games here. Florida state, uh, Louisville is one that you gotta be excited about. If you're a college basketball fan, both teams, uh, you know, two lost teams, Florida State seven and two, Louisville nine and two, and Louisville's kind of been an up and down team. That you know they they got blown out by Wisconsin, uh, in a game they didn't have Carlick Jones. Hang on, we got Terrell Furman joining the group. What's up, Terrell? How you doing, Terrell? You there, Terrell? Hang on, let me see if I can get him in here. Terrell, you yeah, there? Yo, you hear me? How you doing, Terrell? Hey, what's going on, brother? Question for you. What's that? All right, so let's talk futures and where we at. We about, what, a little over halfway through the season? So what are we thinking for the NCAA tournament if we talking futures and who to win? Because I got some kind of thoughts on my side, but I want to pick your brain as well. Sure, sure. I mean, I'll say from the start, I mean, I don't have the futures in front of me. I'm going to try to pull them up as we're talking. But, you know, a team that I was kind of bullish on that just took an L, I liked the way that Texas was playing defense this year. 
that's exactly who I was thinking. That so I'm a I'm a seven five seven guy. So you know I know all about Shaka Smart. Uh, Matt Coleman went to my rival high school. Watched him uh, at high school. We was in high school together. Texas was a hundred percent who I was thinking. So that's crazy. Well, the, the only problem to me, and I, I love Shaka Smart too, and I'm a guy that grew up in uh, you know the D.C. Northern Virginia area. Um, uh, is really that the, the only concern is that when they go cold, there's times like I think they're playing defense as good as almost anyone in the country. I know you can look at the stats and say, well, you know, this and this and this, but when they are at their best, I don't know that many teams can play better defense. But the scary part to me is, is there are games where that jumper is not working and they they struggle to score. But I, I think. Yep. I think that, I mean, if you would have asked me before that Texas Tech game, and I don't know if you bet that game, but I was on Texas, and, I, and I, in my opinion, Texas let them off the hook. They were the better team. Texas was so, yeah. So I was with my, uh, I'm in a chat with my gambling buddies, and I sat there and I said, I took Texas, but I said if Texas wins this game, I'm, I'm automatically going and putting in a future for them to win the whole thing. And, and then, the, and then uh, even after you lost it, you got to feel good about that, right? Because of, Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm seeing it right now. I'm I'm uh, pulling it up at the moment. Um, where are we at here with Texas? Okay, plus fourteen hundred. I mean, bad. I don't think it's that bad of a play because I think if you were to take, I there, I would say there's probably one level of, of of elite teams. I know Gonzaga and Baylor look like they're better than everybody else, but I'm gonna say that Texas is a part of that level. I think that. What say say what? Oh, I was saying I think that depending on who they get in the draw, and what what their path is, I think Shaka could get them to get up for that tournament. We've seen what he's done in VCU and getting that VCU team to the Final Four. We know he has it in him, and now he has the talent. This was the thing with where people kind of put Shaka on the heart on the hot seat before this season because he just wasn't getting the talent to come to to Texas to be able to compete in the Big 12 and compete with these power-ass schools. But he's got these boys playing excellent ball. Matt Coleman is balling. Like, everybody on that team is clicking. Like you said, the defense. So it's it's good to hear that you think in Texas as well. Yeah, the, the freshman the freshman Brown is, is is a player too, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch them. And I, and I think, yeah, you make, you make a great point. You know, coming into the season, I had people telling me about Tennessee and Rick Barnes or something. Uh, I, you know, or Kentucky or something, or, uh, you know, the likes of Michigan State or something. I, I think Texas has a much better shot of what we've seen so far this year. I would put them at Tier 1. Tier 1 to me would be Gonzaga, Baylor, Texas, you know, uh, uh, probably Michigan at the moment, even though I don't know that they'll stay there. Um, I think Villanova is a team to watch that could still be – uh, one that could win the national champ. Then they they've underachieved thus far to me, but they've also had COVID issues. But um, uh, there's a few others too that I would uh, that come to mind. Texas Tech is actually one that I think as the season prolongs, it you know gets better and better at their defense. So they they could be you know a dangerous team. Uh, it's funny right now. I think the odds are 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 all in uh, Gonzaga's favor according to the website that I'm on. I don't know that. Look, look, Gonzaga historically has been a team that, I, and I love Suggs. I think Suggs, that freshman, is, is, is a stud. But 
they've had their issues in the tournament. When you after you play that West Coast Conference schedule, which no disrespect to them because BYU and San Francisco or and St. Mary's are solid. Yeah, yeah, they're solid teams. But they're not. But they're not. Uh, you know, after playing that for a few months, then all of a sudden you get thrown in, and yeah, sure they'll get a 16 seed and they'll probably beat up on them. But after that. You got to go up against some really, really good defensive teams, some athletic teams that, and this isn't a shot at San Francisco, but they don't have the athleticism that like a Providence does, even. You know what I mean? Like so. Uh, yeah. I, I still think the play is to fade Gonzaga. To win. I mean, they might play in the the Final Four, but I don't know about them at this value. So I, I'm going to say Texas stands out to me as a value play. Dude, what's crazy is Te- is Duke is plus 4200. <laughs> Are you serious? I I, I think I, I don't even know if Duke's going to make the tournament this year. The way they, they are liable, not. I think yeah. uh, Texas Texas is a good value. Uh, I'm kind of looking. I'm looking right here. I see Creighton at plus seventeen. I think that's decent. Creighton basketball has been they've been trending upward and upward, and I think as long as they continue to shoot the lights out, they can upset anybody. Um. Yeah. I think the problem with Creighton is probably the defensive side of the ball. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, that's it. I'll tell you one that you, I don't know. I know you're 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 a Virginia guy, but I mean you live in the state of Virginia. But I'm saying it, I know people hate to watch this team at times, but the Wahoos at 2200. <laughs> yeah, the that they play it, defense, man. I think that. And the problem that's always been with Virginia, especially so for one, I'm from the 757. So we always been Virginia Tech people over uh, Virginia. Yeah. I don't think anybody in my area has ever picked Virginia over Virginia Tech. But however, with the Wahoos, that defense is amazing. It's absolutely incredible and formidable. It's just sometimes on the offensive side of the ball when that defense lacks, that defense doesn't show up every single game. And that's what gets them in trouble because when that defense lacks and they have an off night defensively on the ball, their offense doesn't keep up with the other team. And that's how they end up with these losses, even though they're probably a better team than what their record shows most of the time. So, but they do have some, some key guys there this year that can really score the basketball. So I'm looking at them. It sounds good, but I don't know, man, defending champs. Yeah. There's that angle, but I mean, dude, the thing that and, and and look, sometimes you watch some of their games and you're like, "Good God, can somebody make a shot?" Right? Like, yeah. Um, but my thing is, they're a horrible matchup to draw, in my opinion. If you're like a great team and you got to play Virginia, they're just a grinded out team that wants to play you with it being a one or two possession game with two minutes left. And I think when you have teams that relish in that, like as we saw last year, they didn't even have Hauser last year. Towards the end of the year, I was like. How the hell is Tony Bennett winning these games? His roster's trash. They're good defensively, but no one can score. But they've won, like, I think they, they ended the season, like, winning 10 of 11. So I, I think they're an incredibly dangerous draw to, to, to get, despite, uh, you know, my thoughts on, on, on how good they actually are. Uh, Villanova is plus 1,000. I think Villanova is one to watch. I don't think that's a bad play for a future, even though we haven't seen them play great this year. Uh, um, I saw okay. somebody talking about Iowa. Iowa in the chat. I think Iowa yeah. long term, they can they can score. They can score everything. I just don't see them. I don't see them doing too much in the tournament. They remind me of Creighton, and on the fact that they can't 
they're not a great defensive team. Yep. But, and here's my thing is like Luca Garza. Yes. He's playing his ass off and he's better than he was even last year, I think. But when he goes up against a really athletic big, he struggles in my opinion. So that will be, I think it will, I will probably win until they face off against, you know, a team with, with a, a really good big to give him some problems. Uh, uh, Cause that's really what, why, why, you know, Garza's from Maryland. Maryland didn't recruit him because he, he lacked athleticism, but he was a good player in, in high school. So essentially I, I think that at, at one point that will probably be the thing that bites them is the fact they'll get as far as they can. Maybe they get to a final four, who knows, but eventually they're going to play a team with, with some, some really athletic bigs that are going to make it a nightmare matchup for Garza. And I don't think they'll double and those shooters won't be open uh, because they won't be doubling. So I, I don't think I was going to win at all. I, I mean, it would be a great story for college basketball if they did, yeah. but I, I don't think, I actually don't even have them in the final four. Um, I, I think Iowa is a team that if I get the chance early to fade them and it looks right and everything is right, I'll fade them on the money line. I think that's it. I think they can give up give up a game early in the tournament and go ahead and start their vacations early. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. You let them, uh, you know. Let's just guess and say they're a two seed or a three seed. You know, I think they probably they probably smoke the mid major because Garza will be a problem for the mid major. But the second round or third round. That second round game is over. That second round yeah. game is over. It's like you said, if they have a good big, if somebody can neutralize Garza, not even scoring the ball, but just neutralize him on the defensive end where you can literally get whatever you want, whenever you want on him. And you drive that score up because Iowa is an over team Bet the over anytime Iowa plays and nine times out of 10 is going to hit. So you got somebody that's going to drive that score up and you just put up more points than them which is also the reasoning with Creighton. So it's kind of kind of two-faced that I like Creighton, but I don't like Iowa. But I just think Creighton shoots the basketball better. But it's, it's they do, and I, I, think, well, I, I think Creighton's a little bit better off the dribble. That's my fear. It's like, so you have – Iowa's got these shooters that just can shoot, but they have to be open. It's almost like, you know, not to date myself, but it reminds me of like the Olajuwon Rockets where it's like yeah, yeah. you get the, the offense funnels through Garza and then you, you just kick it out. But to me, like Bohan and all those, you know, all those other guys, the guards, they're not going to be able to beat you off the dribble if you're playing, a, a, you know, a team that's as athletic as you, if not more, uh, then good luck. And that's why I, I'm with you, man. I, I, I would fade them as well. But um, I appreciate you hopping on, man. Oh, yeah, definitely appreciate you talking to me. Anytime, man. We're gonna do this again. Make sure you make sure you join in, man. And best best wishes with that Texas play. Let's. How about VCU though, man? They've been overachieving. Hey, man. Look, so I'm big on VCU. Even since Shaka left, like been big on VCU. They definitely been overachieving. And I'm gonna go ahead and call my shot now, without knowing anything beforehand. I think VCU can make the Sweet 16 this year. I think they have the team. I think that. So somebody's going to underestimate the mid-major again, and they're going to walk in, and they can walk into a Sweet 16 victory. So let's see. They definitely have a good resume right now. I love how they're playing basketball, and so I think it's a chance with them. I think it's a chance. And talk about a great story, considering how young they were. They lost Silva to Texas Tech, and just just, – 
you know, I remember me and NC Nick, uh, you know, a guy that does the college basketball breakdowns with us, we were arguing. I was like, dude, their, their program just continues to build. Now, I, it will be interesting to watch how that trickles out down the stretch against Richmond and against, uh, I think St. Louis is going to be a problem for the, for, for the A-10, but uh, they haven't, they've been destroyed by COVID as well. So let, best wishes to the Rams, and I would love to see VCU make a run again. Right. Thanks for hopping on, Terrell. Hey, for sure, for sure. Take take care, bro. All right, you too. Thanks. Anyone else in this room want to talk some college basketball? We talked futures with Terrell. Um, we got, uh, you know, a lot of great games happening. You know, uh, if you want, we can also talk tomorrow. We got Purdue, Ohio State. We got Maryland, Michigan. Um, Miami, Syracuse, Duke, Pitt. How about that one? That's a huge one in the ACC tomorrow. Duke, uh, you know, sitting there five and three, um, just kind of a team that, uh, kind of a team that really needs a a nice win. They don't really have a good win on their resume. Pitt, ever since that loss to St. Francis, really, they've only had one loss since then. And that was the, you know, they lost to St. Francis on the season opener. Uh, ever since then, they've kind of been on fire with the exception of to a loss to uh, to Louisville. That game, you know, Capel, former Duke assistant and player. I think it's a very compelling game tomorrow. You got Seton Hall, Villanova tomorrow. You got Alabama, LSU. You got you got the Egg Bowl matchup, man. How about Mississippi State? Ben Hallen kind of doing a good job. Uh, uh, you know, he lost a lot last year. So Mississippi State might be a problem in the SEC. But I think that Bama LSU game talking sec hoops how about the crimson tide man they talk about a dangerous team that i think could really make a run we didn't talk uh me and terrell didn't talk about alabama's future but they're kind of a team that is incredibly athletic at plus 3300 right now we got matt amsden joining the group what's, what's up matt how you doing bro good how about you colby you like my lift can you get my lift <laughs> Dude, is, is mine available right now too? No, no, you you sound good, but I'm just curious about Weber State against uh, Southern Utah on Thursday night. I'm from Ogden, so I, I love cheering for your Weber State, but uh, I just miss your list, man. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. And hey, Weber State playing some solid ball, man. They, you know, they 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 uh not since the days of uh what Damian Lillard have they been this solid, huh? Right. Um. um I know you, the I know the coach's son, Coach Ray. He got his uh, girlfriend knocked up in high school. I went to high school with him. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty legendary. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm loving it, dude. I'm loving the list. Uh, no, but I, so you went to you went to Weber State? Yeah. Well, I just I I live right here next to Weber State, but uh, the coach's son, I went to high school with him, and he got his girlfriend pregnant, and that was pretty drama. But I've always been going to Weber State games and. Uh, that guy for the Buffalo Bills, Taron Johnson, he played for Weber State. He had that pick six. Yeah. I just yeah. love seeing uh, these smaller schools with these, like, fantastic athletes making it big in the in the pros, you know? I mean, dude, that not that what's great about, uh, that, you know, and, and Weber State football has been a, a really good program, as I'm sure you know. You know, uh, they – it's great to see them in a playoff uh, right. year in, you know, year in, year out. And now with Montana and Montana state essentially opting out of the big sky this year in the FCS, you got to think that might be Weber state's uh, time to shine a little battle between them and Eastern Washington really. Cause no Sacramento state either. So, right. I would think you, that we since Montana, uh, since they opted out, I think that Weber state would be the front runner for, for the big sky, you know? 
Yeah. So. I'm excited to watch them. Uh, and, uh, for basketball, I mean, Hey, right now, you know, coming into the season, I didn't think they were going to be that good personally. I, I thought, okay, they, they have struggles, but the guard play has been really good thus far with, uh, what Porter and Brown. And then, uh, what's the, what's the crazy, the, the crazy name there, Seiko, CISO, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, to be honest, I haven't even paid that close attention to their basketball team. You know, I'm just finished wrapping up football season, but I'll pay attention more and start, uh, a holler again at you. So with some hey. more insight. I, I, look right now, I think they're contenders in the big sky. I know they're currently what six and six and three, but Hey, uh, wouldn't shock me. The big sky is one of those conferences, man, where, where each team's got a shot. I, if you're uh, anyone, but Idaho really in Idaho state, I feel like you get into that tournament, uh, a gun to my head. I would take Eastern Washington to win, to win the conference, but, uh, would not shock me at all. If Weber state pulled off a, a you know, a, a, had a nice run and made the tournament. Right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, wait, are you guys, uh, are you guys going to Vegas for March madness? I don't think this year with the COVID issues, man, I don't think it's going to happen. I'll, I'll keep you posted, but, and I'll announce it on the show or something, but it, you know, we really wanted to, I mean, we were devastated a year ago. We were, uh, right. we were supposed to, uh, you know, do it live from Caesars and, and COVID hit, but it looks like this year we were talking to some places, but the, I, I don't think it's looking good at the moment. Um, but I'll let you know. I mean, okay. I just don't, maybe I'll go just for the fuck of it. I don't know. But I mean, as far as, uh, as a group, I don't know that, that it's, it's going to happen because of the COVID issues, obviously, you right. know, Kramer, Kramer's got a, daughters and stuff. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's different for each person, but, right. uh, I'll, I'll let you know. And if so, though, I want you with that list. All right. <laughs> hey, you got it, man. I'll, I'll come in. I'll, I'll fire this list up and we'll, we'll pick some winners, man, and make some cash money. <laughs> Sounds good, brother, man. I appreciate right, you. Have a good one. Thanks. You too, my friend. Take care. Bye. Anyone else want to talk some college hoops? We're doing it big here on the uh, Locker Room app, the College Experience first ever episode on the Locker Room. Uh, I was in the middle of mentioning how many great games there were tomorrow and, and, how, and how about the Alabama Crimson Tide? Um, I mean, I have been really impressed with uh, with the Crimson Tide. If you look at their losses, their losses are actually all to solid teams. I know one of them was like a bad loss to Stanford, but that was like the second game of the season. And I actually think Stanford has been a team that's banged up. I locked Stanford the other day against Colorado, and Colorado beat them. But I still think Stanford could be a team down the stretch when they get everyone healthy back. That could be a a uh, a problem for some teams in the Pac-12. Um. Terrell saying uh, Alabama is interesting. They have a di- they're definitely overachieving to me. Yeah, I mean they're very athletic, and to see that that guard play that they have, um, the way they play defense really is is a, is what do we normally like in a March Madness team? It's not normally the big, you know. I mean the bigs like Garza or something. It's normally do you have great guard play, and are you a great defensive team that normally gets you over the hump in college basketball. You've seen those great runs. We can talk, we can go on and on about the teams that have made the runs, even the small schools like Loyola. Uh, the last time we saw them in a final four, a lot of it had to do with their guard play. You look at Villanova's success. I would highlight the guard play. I mean, they, they, they don't get me wrong. Their whole starting five was nasty, but I think the guard play was the key to them being really good. Uh, 
Also, uh, I, I know this is college hoops, he says, but uh, my alma, uh, his alma mater, North Carolina A&T, the Aggies, upcoming football season. Hey, man, they have a good program. I, I'm excited to watch them. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they have a, a downsized season, though. Isn't it, uh, I think it's, what, four games, is it? Let me try to pull it up real quick. But, yeah, I mean, they keep a good program at North Carolina A&T, so uh, keep an eye on North Carolina A and T. Let me see if I can pull up that football schedule right now. I mean, they beat uh, East Carolina, not my, my East Carolina Pirates, not that long ago. It had like a crazy pick six in that game. Um, where is this? Oh, sorry, I did basketball schedule, football schedule. Um, yeah, they start out with South Carolina. I mean, what is it? A four game season? I'm seeing four games. They're gonna go four and zero. They get South Carolina State twice and North Carolina Central twice. They're going to go 4-0 for sure. Let me see if they've added any games. That's site. Oh, they get No, they get Furman. They get Furman. What's up, What's Terrell's up? back talking North Carolina A&T football. Yo, yo. Hey, they, they got a great program, man. Hey man, look, I was at so I was enrolled in the school still when that ECU game. No, was I enrolled? I might have just graduated. Either way, I was at the ECU game, and it was it was huge, man. It was big. That was a big win. I know everybody's seen that meme of the guy talking about bring me my money. That was the ECU game because he won the money game of the ECU game, and nobody gave us a shot to win that one. Oh, dude, I actually coming into that though, as well, I'm an ECU fan. You know, I went there and and. I knew Scott a fan of. I didn't like him when he was an OC at Duke. I thought their offense was actually kind of gimmicky. So I thought mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew A and T was a solid FCS school. So I was just like, man, ECU's got more talent, probably sure, but I, yeah, I, I just knew that our defense was trash, and I thought, man, we could lose that game. And sure enough, but what a crazy game, man! And uh, and uh, yeah, dude, I love your I love what that program's doing, man. I hope they continue yeah. to go that way. Tariq so Cohen, just, right? Uh, yep, Tariq Cohen. I went to school yeah. with him. He's a very very cool dude. Uh, so Mac McCain, that's the guy who had the pick six in that game, our All American corner. He just declared for the draft, so we're not gonna, so we're going to be without him this season. Uh, a little bit cause of concern for the defense because he just locks up one whole side of the, one whole side. He's amazing, amazing corner, definitely a draft prospect. But however, Jermaine Martin, number thirty, running back, just said he's coming back for his senior season in the spring, and he said in his message that he's angry. He's very angry, and if if ANC can do anything, they keep a good running back on us. So him coming back, I think, is huge for the offense. I'm excited to see who comes out of camp as the starter. I know we brought in a couple freshmen that look good. We got some returns that look good. And I think that if if we can get into the FCS playoff, I think we can make some noise. I think we can make some noise. I, I mean, I think so, too. I mean, uh, no, I will say South Carolina State, surprisingly, I forgot that they actually kind of had a good season last year. So you're getting South Carolina State oh, twice. definitely. And North Carolina Central, who, uh, you know, I think has been up and down. When, uh, so it wouldn't shock me if you guys go 4-0, and but obviously South Carolina State, uh, much better than I, I you know, I, I watch as much as I can, but during the season when it's FBS on as well, it, it's tough 
So uh, I forgot about South Carolina State being that good, but North Carolina Central normally uh, average, but I feel like A and T kind of runs that uh, rivalry there. Um, yeah, so the thing about Central is that they'll play up for this game. It doesn't matter how bad they are this season. They'll play up for this game. Now, the past two years, they haven't scored. So it, it doesn't – it hasn't translated to anything recently, but I'll never I'll never give them, you know, any leeway. I think that with, especially with a shortened season and players not getting a chance, I think they'll, they'll love a chance to beat us anytime they can. So they'll always play up against us. South Carolina State is just a powerhouse in the MEAC historically. They're always a good team. It's always hard to go and win at South Carolina State. It was a long, it was a long portion in time where ANC could never win to South Carolina State. Now we racked up a few, a couple in a row. I went to the one last year. Um, and so it's those are definitely two draws. It sucks with FAMU being out, Bethune Cookman, a lot of these other teams uh canceling out, but hopefully that um ANC gets a chance to get into the FCS playoffs because I think that'll be a good opportunity for them with no celebration bowl um, this year. So no chance to play anybody from the SWAC, but I think that'll be a good chance for them in the FCS playoffs and then kind of start that, start that uh, move because we're moving to the big South next year. And so that'll be very interesting and definitely to get play, uh, play teams over there. Uh, see, I'm of the opinion uh, yeah, that is that is great to see that too, because this program has been been good for a, a, a little bit now. Um, but I'm of the opinion that uh, I, I've been like kind of like all these teams opting out. Like I, I don't know if you saw the other day, Montana, Montana State, Portland State opted out, Indiana State in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, it, bu- it bumps me out. I mean, I understand the situation, but I actually think there was a great avenue for opportunity here for the FCS to claim spring as their season. And really, uh, I know ESPN passed on doing a game of the week, which I disagree with. I think it would have got great. I think it would have got much better ratings in the XFL. But I, I, I think there's like you have a legit playoff. You have, you know, players can transfer in as you're seeing with Burmeister from uh, the Burmeister. I think Burmeister from Virginia Tech is transferring to North Dakota State. No, it's Quincy Patterson. Quincy Patterson. Uh, the quarterback from Virginia Tech transferred to North Dakota State. He's going to be playing in uh, in February here against Youngstown State in, in about a month. Um, I, I just wish they would have kept all the teams and really, you know, got. A, a, I still hope they get a TV deal of some sort where we can watch these games week in week out because I always love watching the FCS when I ever I get a chance to. So, what do you think about that though? Uh, I think it's huge. I think it's an amazing opportunity, especially to highlight. Uh, so I'm an HBCU kind of guy. Like I said, North Carolina A&T is my alma mater. So I'm always big on HBCUs. I always support HBCUs. And it's a lot of talent from there. And the other FCF schools as well that people just don't get to see. People don't get to see that talent for real. Tariq Cohen, didn't even, he wouldn't even have had his coming out party if it wasn't for the Celebration Bowl that was broadcasted nationwide. And everybody saw that, yo, this small school really can produce very, like, very good talent. So I think it's an amazing opportunity um, just to highlight these smaller schools, these mid-majors, the HBCUs, and, you know, get this, get talent. Like talent is, you're going to see talent. That's the thing. Whether you're a recruiter, a scout, whatever it is, you're going to find talent. And so this is the opportunity for the world to see the talent that we know is at these schools. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm excited about that, man. Like 
I just wish they would keep it in the spring every year because it makes it easier for me to watch. Like, I, I, I want to watch as much as I can, but during the fall, when there's 80, you know, games on from F. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes it hard to, to capture everything. Um, but hopefully, you know, we, the ratings do good enough that maybe some of these teams say, hey, maybe we should just do this every year in the spring. But how, how about this, too? We got Deion Sanders at Jackson State. Hey, so he and he's gotten some recruits now. He's not yeah. just for sure. He's, yeah. he's stolen. He's stolen some four-star recruits now. I think Jackson State. It. We'll see how he does on the field and how they put it all together. But Jackson State, maybe not this year, especially with you know the powerhouses over there in the SWAT, like Grambling. You got your Alcorn that's always in it. Southern, even though they just haven't been able to put it together in the championship game, Southern is always a good team. So they got some real powerhouses over there. But Jackson State can they can move up the rankings very quickly, and I think maybe not this year, but maybe next year, it it will definitely be a a powerhouse for them, and they can definitely make some noise. I I, I can't wait to see what he. I mean, we don't know how good of a, a coach he'll be from an exit and those standpoint, but he will definitely. You know, he's bringing excitement with a lot of these recruits that he's got coming in there. And I, I just I can't wait to watch. I would love to see, and, and, you know, and that's something that, you know, with the change of, uh, you know, the way I would love to see these schools come up. And I mean, come up and make the same amount of money that, you know, a lot of other institutions that make around the country. So I would love to see some of these teams eventually get up there. Maybe Dion can do that for Jackson State. Maybe. You know, because, I mean, they got a rich history. Walter Payton is from there. You know, yep, I think absolutely. Jackie Slater, I think, a famous old lineman, I think is from Jackson State, if memory serves me correct. Um, so it would be great to really see the, those things. But I, I can't wait to watch this year, man. I, and I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he does because I believe he's got his son who's a quarterback who was going to be his, a decent recruiter. He got, his, he got his other son going there as well. I believe he just took his other son from South Carolina and, he and he's transferring over. It, well, he, I think he got, he flipped a, uh, a four star from Florida to come into Jackson, Jackson state. And I think he did someone with the, someone I with think the, Georgia, I think it was somebody from Georgia too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think I think somebody flipped it, from I, Georgia. I think he's done it to a few different players. So I'm like, Oh shit. They might, they might be for real even this year. Um, I, I can't wait to watch it, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm curious how he'll be as an actual X's and O's coach, but I mean, you got to be excited just to think, hey, you could have prime time, you know. Think about this. What's that? Think about this. What if, like, I mean, it sucks that we're moving out of the MEAC, so we're not going to be in the MEAC and be able, eligible for a Celebration Bowl anymore. But just imagine this Jackson State team, and, and the hype is there, this Jackson State team versus a and in a in, a, like, a Celebration Bowl or a, or a MEAC oh, Sweat Challenge or something. Man, it would be it's great TV. That's why you got to. It's a lot. It's a lot of HBCU football, a lot of FCS football. You got to start watching. I think this spring is going to be huge for them to everybody to take notice. And, and and I hope they stay in the spring. Or I'll even say this: if they want to go back to the fall, because I I was reading an article recently about like, okay, well they make their money when you know a mid May or when like Alabama plays the Citadel. The Citadel gets a check for like you know a million dollars. So. I think you can still do that and have that be your spring, you know, instead of spring ball playing against yourself, just play one team from the, the FPS 
and then still have your spring season where you can be highlighted, get television contracts. I I, I don't know if, if if I'm you know too far out, outside the box on this idea. No, no, it sounds it sounds straight. And or, or if if they're gonna do fall, I would appreciate it if they did it on a on like thursdays or wednesdays like the mac does because i get the chance to cover it more because the slate's not a, a lot of times it's a saturday and that man you got already 80 games going on so you're like shit no disrespect to uh to these programs because i know there's talent there i mean that's another thing that people don't realize how much talent comes from the fcs ranks you know we mentioned Tariq cohen but i mean uh obviously uh carson wentz and then you're gonna see Gary, Trey lance this year Darius uh, leonard yeah, I mean, some of the best players ever. I mentioned Walter Payton. There's Jerry Rice, uh, yep. Steve, Mc, Steve McNair. You can go on and on and on about how many great players come from the FCS ranks. So I, I hope the fans will, will embrace it and, 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 and dig it as much as we do. So, But anyway, I got some other questions here. I got I got uh, Greg Kay, and I don't know if you want to st- stay in on this one. Uh, he's yeah, sure. About, yeah. He's asking about, will, uh, will Duke – be will the committee take Duke over a top mid-major team that possibly loses the conference tournament? You know, I remember a few years ago, Illinois State went like thirty and two and lost. They got upset in the Missouri Valley, which we know is a, a is historically a really good basketball conference. Uh, and they got robbed. They put in like seventeen and fifteen. You know, like Seton Hall over a team that was thirty and two, and I understand both sides of this argument, but I do think that they'll probably go to have Coach K in the tournament if they get the chance to. Now, right now, I don't know that they don't have a signature win yet, but uh, what do you think about that? I, I, I think they get them in. I think they get them in. I think it's going to be complete BS because uh, the NCAA is just. Like you just see it across all sports. Like they just they're they favoritism. They have favoritism towards some major schools. I think it's no way, it's no way that they sit here and they really put out Duke, Kentucky, and North Carolina. I think it's no way that they put even two of those teams out. So I'm sure some people are gonna get in. They probably they probably maybe a first four game. Maybe they throw them in a first four game, be like, all right, well, we know we gave you this much, but I can't see them. I can't see them not putting Duke in, and honestly, maybe not Duke, but I think North Carolina could make some noise. I think North Carolina, if they got in, they could actually make some noise. So I wouldn't be mad if they put North Carolina in. Maybe I'm a little bit favoritism towards the Sar Heels than the than the Dukies, but uh, I think North Carolina is big. I think North Carolina is big, and they can make a little bit of noise enough to just get out the first round. Yeah, I, oh, I think so far, based on what we've seen, Duke, North Carolina has been a better roster than Duke. So I, I, I would tend tend to think, and North Carolina's actually won. They have a better resume, in my opinion, at this point. So mm-hmm. I, I would I would agree with you on that. But I will say to Duke's credit, I do, I do believe Duke's got. Uh, they've had Johnson out, so they haven't. We haven't really seen Jalen Johnson. Uh, what well, he played the first five games, but he, I think he's one of their better players. And I think they, isn't he the reason that they won that Coppin State game? Yeah, Juan yeah. Dixon. Juan Dixon. Yeah. Juan Dixon almost rolled down there with Coppin State and beat them boys. So I think, and I think Jalen Johnson was the reason that they won that game. So I think 
all things considered, he definitely changes that team around definitely for the better. And they could actually, but I, I don't think there's no way they keep him out. I don't, I can't see it at all. I, yeah. I mean, as long as they have a winning record, as yeah. long as, as if they're sitting there at 500, ACC is not as strong as it's been in years past. So I would have, a, it would be a hard sell to me, but I think you're right. You know, we've seen it with the college football playoffs. We've seen it in other years where they, they just, you know, in, in basketball, when they uh, put please the name don't get me in. started on the college football playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We see eye to eye there, man. So, uh, uh, I mean, we could do, we could do four hours on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just so, no, I'm not going to start. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. We're going <laughs> to save it. We're going to save it for another show. Invite me back when you want to have a conversation on that. And hey, go sure off thing, on that. I appreciate your knowledge. I, I appreciate the, uh, coming through and talking a and T football preview, which you are definitely much more oh, knowledgeable. Oh, definitely. Whenever you want to get together for and talk some, some HBCU, some SPF, FCS football for the season, let me know. I'm here. Uh, make sure on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Yes, I am. Make sure you DM me on Twitter. And, and, and so I know exactly who you are and, and perhaps okay. we can set something up for, for as the FCS football season continues on. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know what else to talk about guys. If, if, uh, you know, um, I, I mean, there's a big slate on Tuesday, but I've covered pretty much all the games, uh, happening today. I think there's value in Wyoming. I think there's value in Kansas. I think there's value in VMI. I can't believe VMI is actually decent this year. Um, That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. That makes no sense at all, but they definitely can possibly cover this spread. And that's what's, <laughs> that's absolutely I, ridiculous. Well, dude, and, and Navy and army are like, I, I, I don't know if people have had a chance to watch Navy. I, I watched, uh, I think three games of there. I think they're good. I think they're like, I mean, they're, they're nine and one, but I'm saying like, I know they still got to take care of Colgate and, but I think Navy could be a dangerous draw for a team. Cause they play hard. They got a guard there too. That can really kind of create their own shot and light it up. I know I'm getting way ahead of it here because it's still Navy, but I, I mean, no, I, no, I get what you're saying. Impressed. These it's, it's something in the air. It's something in the air. I don't know what it is in the world where we're talking about Navy and <laughs> VMI and VMI and basketball. It's just absolutely bewildering to me. Um, just to toss into tomorrow's slate. Don't sleep on Florida. I think this Florida team is, is playing good basketball. And I think that they can, they might be able to cover this six and a half with Tennessee. They might. I don't know. I'm not big on Tennessee this year. They're uh, playing very well, but I I think that Florida can steal one. I mean, wait. I get an opportunity to fade uh, to fade the Vols. Uh, you know, I, I'll take that all day because uh, you know, as much as I, Rick Barnes seems like a nice guy, I don't yeah. want to discredit him. But I've never been a big fan of his coaching. I thought at Texas when they had Durant. And like, I mean, I think he even made a final four, so I guess I can't uh-huh. shit on him too much, but, um, I, I just thought he always underachieved. So I, and, and Florida, obviously, you know, the, the Keontae Johnson being injured, that's really, that was really horrible, but he's from hey, another seven, five, seven guy right there. That's right. That's right. And, but I just feel like Florida's kind of played considering they lost by far and away their best player. They've played pretty darn good throughout the year with the exception of that Bama game. Yep. Um, so I, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm excited yeah, to watch I, that one. It, 
if Keonce Johnson was playing, I would say take Florida on the money line. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm so, with you. I, I, I think, uh, and I still think there's a, there, you know, it's it's in it's in the swamp. So I mean, I know it's COVID. You're not going to have a crazy home environment, but I haven't been overly impressed with Tennessee uh, this year. Same. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, who, who, what? Let me ask you this then, since since we're talking Tuesday action, Duke Pitt. I think that's a really compelling game. Pitt has definitely shown me that they are not the pit of old or the pit that I thought they were when the season started. Pitt has, Pitt has won some gritted out and won some tough games that I just didn't think that they would be in. They would have gave up a long time ago. And so it's really what Duke team are we going to see? Like is, is coach K going to come out here and really coach this team? Or is he just going to let him let guys play? He doesn't have the roster like he used to where he could just let guys play and they could come out and get a win. Like he has to really coach this team again. And so that's where I'm like, all right, like coach K, what are you going to show us this game? Are you going to be able to get your team to rally up down 10 to come back and win this game? Well, and and when you consider like, you know, they're sitting here at, uh, at what, five and three. The, yeah, the, five the and three, three and one. If they, I think this is like a must win game for Duke, right? Because if they lose this and move to five and four, they got Louisville on deck. They got Georgia Tech, who I actually think, I don't know about their coaching, but I like the talent of Georgia Tech's roster. Uh, then, the, then Clemson and Miami. And I think Miami is actually one of the better teams in the ACC. They've just been banged up. They still haven't got Chris Likes back. Um, and then, North Carolina. So I, I don't see a clear cut win until February 9th against Notre Dame. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and I think Pitt, Pitt is kind of filling themselves a little bit. They're seven and two. Like who would have thought beginning of the season, we'd be sitting here looking at Pitt seven and two. And so I think they're filling themselves a little bit. They're like, yeah, we're, we're in a very good position and they're, they're not going to have the heart in the drive that Duke is going to have going out to go get this win. I think Duke, I don't know what the spread is right now. Um, I have to try to look that up. Hold on, hold on. I'll get that for you. I'll get that for you right now and tell you what what, what we have it as. Um, it is currently where are we at here. It is Duke. My, it opened at minus four. It is that it is now minus three over at Circus Sports? I'm seeing some two and a half out there. Yeah, I'm about to say I see a couple two and a half. So I'm wonder. I wonder where the public is at if the public is is still on Duke because it's Duke or if the public is on Pitt because Duke's just been so trash. I think it look, it's looking like the public is on Pitt. Let's so, see. Hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking that up right now. Let's see if I can find that. Um, but I mean, I don't know. That's a compelling game to me. I, I, based on what I've seen this year, if we're not going to, if we're just, I think Pitt's been the better team this year. So I think that's going to be like what my pick tomorrow will be Pitt. But um, obviously Duke, though, I will say that one game Duke played Notre Dame where I was expecting Notre Dame to play him close. Duke was impressive. But besides Mm -hmm. that, I haven't been, I was not impressed with their Boston college performance. So I think they got the work cut out from tomorrow. Yeah. I think I would have loved to see, Duke as a dog, I would have loved it. I would have smashed it. Duke as a dog, but I think two and a half is still is still enough. Where I'm like, okay, Duke is gonna pull out this win. I just don't. I think they're I think they're hungry for it. I think they need they need this win in the conference and just get them back up and really push. Because I know they're sitting there like, yo, it's a chance we don't make this tournament. Yeah, this is a this is a must win game in my opinion. So you may be right. 
the severity of this game is much more severe for them than Pitt. Yeah, I can't wait to see that one. That's going to be a good one. And uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, that's going to be a good one too. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one right now. Yeah, you got to love the Egg Bowl matchup, the rivalry game. Um, I'm gonna tell you one, one right now though. Miami is catching six against Syracuse. I think Miami no is a better team. I think Miami is a better team. How do you team. lay six points with Syracuse right now? <laughs> right? I just don't. How do you lay six points with Syracuse right now? I actually might lock that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to find out when Chris likes will be a hundred percent back. But uh, uh, even even without likes, I still think Miami is a team that uh, is undervalued on the market right now. I think Miami's better than what their record indicates because they they had. They didn't just have likes out. They had like three or four players out uh, for for a lot of those games. So I feel like they're better than what their record indicates. So uh, tomorrow, look for it. Uh, I'm going to bet on the Hurricanes. You can bet that. And yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, Syracuse they're seven and four, but they're they're an ugly seven and four to me. I just think that they're a little bit overvalued, and the team is just not that good. I don't think they look good playing basketball. I think yeah. they they find a win to win games against. Uh, inferior opponents, but I I don't see anything that is interesting to me where I'm like I will ever lay that many points with Syracuse. So I have to say Miami here. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think Miami's the play there. Um, so yeah, stay tuned, guys. We publish the spreadsheet every day. SportsGamblingPodcast.com, picking every single college basketball game. Uh, I got to get out of here, man, but I appreciate your content. I appreciate what you, your knowledge of the game of both sports and uh, yeah, make sure you send me a DM. And, Definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get you on one of these days, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Y'all have right. a good one. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good one. I appreciate everyone that tuned in and check this thing out. Uh, we'll do this again soon, maybe tomorrow. So cheers guys and much love. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.